Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Isn't It Lovely podcast, the podcast that seeks to look for the lovely in all things. I am Rachel. And I am Tracy. And today we have Rory Kelly on the show. He is a national business owner of the Sell Only Stores, and he is based here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, a community that he grew up in and he loves. He is married to the love of his life, Amber, and they have three wonderful children. We have an amazing conversation with Rory today where he shares with us experiences from growing up in this community, life lessons he learns along the way, and we think you're going to love it. Hey, Rory, can you tell us, um, what do you do? What's your company? I, I mean, we know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's called Sell Only. Obviously, we're a Verizon Wireless authorized retailer, but um, we, yeah, I mean, we sell Verizon phones. It's become more about culture and we're growing we're, we're actually we have uh, 14 stores we're, we're uh, um, buying in texas we close on those august one and now we're more uh family oriented we become like a family oriented you know retail organization um the cool thing is we we do a lot of things for people outside of you know providing cell phones for customers we we do this thing called rapport because i don't know if you ever heard of rapport no well, there's a lot of organizations here that that uh, have have experienced rapport done rapport rapport is like uh it's it's a it's a uh it's a very personal thing it's i tell people it's the greatest single thing i've ever done for myself and if you think about it we really do very little for ourselves hmm. um because when we're young the things we do for ourselves tend to be self-destructive mostly right or, or sometimes and i think as adults we get inundated with you know our, our spouses and our jobs and our kids and so there are very few moments that are really basically just for us and i'm talking about like the big stuff because even going to a therapist for an hour really isn't doing much for ourselves it's because to build and break through things takes time and effort and energy and reports three days and it's it's really dynamic super difficult but it's really cool. So we have, we do that for our team and, you know, anymore, Anna and I always laugh because, uh, you know, I think calling ourselves a retail company doesn't serve what we really want to do or what we are, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's cool. So it's fun. Cool. Yeah. So Rory, I feel like you are a local folk hero. <laughs> <laughs> Can we use this terminology for our so friend Rory? Yeah. <laughs> You are this magical being. Oh, Carol. Say your name in this community of Sioux Falls and beyond. And everybody loves you. Oh, you are this dynamic businessman. You're so charismatic, but you have like this heart that is bursting forth for this community. And you, you are beloved. And so we are just so excited to sort of oh, dig into all that today. I love that <laughs> intro. <laughs> that's how we're yeah. going to call you now, Rory yeah. the Folk Hero. I'm going to put you in my phone as that, yeah. Rory. We're the, the adorable what, Folk Hero. What a great pedestal to, to fall off of. Thank you. <laughs> There's a community of people waiting to catch you. I love it. Okay. So with that intro and you've talked a little bit about your business. Yeah. Could you tell us, cause we're all just kind of like, how did you get here, Rory? How do you find yourself standing where you are today doing all these things with the heart that you have? Could you tell us like three pivotal moments in your life that took place to get you here? Yeah. Well, you know, I always had a tumultuous well, not always, but young age, tumultuous kind of family environment. My mom and I just, you know, struggled quite a bit. And, and my dad lived in Denver. I would see him, you know, once a year. So I always had a little chip on my shoulder. Um, and I was in Catholic schools. I mean, I went to, you know, kindergarten. At, at, so if, if you look at just even just kind of the social aspect, I went to, I went to All Saints for preschool, Laura Wilder for kindergarten. Then I went to Mark Twain for first, Christ the King for second, third, St. Mary's through eighth. 
Lincoln High School. I was kicked out of. Then I went to Regis Jesuit High School in Denver. I was asked to leave. <laughs> and I ended up at O'Gorman. But so I've been, you know, forced to, um, you know, learn how to meet people and fit in. And, you know, I think the easy people to fit in at times with are the ones that are, you know, maybe a little, uh, I mean, naughty is not the right word, but I think the ones that are, you know, have a chip on their shoulder as well or a struggle of some sort. And inevitably that leads to kind of drugs and alcohol, I think at a young age. Um, and now kids have social media, which is even worse. But right. uh, my pivotal moment, I think the first one would be in high school when I came back here um, to O'Gorman and I lived with uh, other families here. But before I did, my mother and I had a falling out and I ended up in JDC. Um, what, is, what is JDC, Roy? Juvenile Detention Center. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's prison for kids, at the, at, at, oh, for lack wow. of a better term. But um, I, so I had, you know, I wasn't, it could, I was not released to go to school. And so my, I actually had teachers at O'Gorman band together, come to the city. I don't really understand the process at the time. I was a little, you know, naive and arrogant and, you know, ungrateful at the time to really figure out exactly how it happened. But they, they, uh, they got the city and JDC to allow me to go to school and they would, they designated certain teachers and kids as well, seniors that could pick me up. So, and I tell people all the time, I would have never graduated high school on time. And had I not graduated on time, I don't think I would have graduated high school. You know, I mean, just the stigma of that, I don't think I was, you know, strong enough at that age to overcome. I already was, you know, you know, you, you self-label as quickly as you're labeled. Right. Or, or, you know, I mean, if you know what I mean? And so, which, which can go the opposite way as you get older. If people say you're the greatest thing ever, you can suddenly think you're the greatest thing ever. So I think you really got to be careful. Um, both both ways. There's the, the balance between humility and confidence is right. Is, right. Is well very said. difficult. Very well said. But anyway, so they got me out. I graduated on time. You know, uh, I ended up living with uh, families like the Sweetmans and the Noonans and Canfields. Um, yeah, I ended up living with you know my my uncle Rich. Um, that. <laughs> Uh, a lot of drugs and alcohol at his house, but you know, he cared about, cared for me. And, and, uh, and you know, those people were amazing. The school system, O'Gorman, especially the Catholic school system. And and my wife and I have become, she wasn't a Catholic school person. And now she really has become one. And we really try to give there specifically to those teachers. And then, you know, I mean, Janet Eining, uh, who, you know, I ended up working for when I was dating Amber and, uh, Gosh, I get I'm emotional with her, but we <laughs> we love Janet, so we can't wait for this. <laughs> and we love Amber. Yeah. Yes. Well, well that's the third. <laughs> All that's, of the above. That's, that's the most important one in third. But uh, she, Janet, was amazing, and I worked for her when I was in college. Graduated college, got married to Amber, had my first child. I mean, pretty much everything you know good happened under her watch. But she, you know, uh, uh, gave me an opportunity to become an owner um, for a small amount of money and. Uh, you know, her and Pam and I, her partner, we're a third, a third, a third in this store in Mitchell and, and just kind of grew it from there. She she was a really good influence on me when it, when it came to giving. She's very, very, um, she, it's, she, is a, she is a really unique person because she, in a business setting, is a bulldog. I mean, a bulldog. And, you know, for some reasons, I think as an adult now, and as we look at, you know, especially women in, in our industry, but there are no women owners in our industry. There's just zero. Mm. Um, it's so male dominant and it used to be male dominant on the corporate side. It's gotten way better, you know, with corporate Verizon now, but I think the representation for her too. I mean, I think she, you know, she kind of had to be, I think that I, I, 
I think that was created for her, not by her, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. it was, it was that necessitated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She, you know, she, she was willing to do anything, knock on doors. I mean, she started out of her trunk and she her story is amazing too. She'd be wow. fun for you to have on here. Yes. Taking a note, Janet, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. We're coming for you. <laughs> we'll find you. And we, we got, to, we bought her out about three years ago. Amber and I did and, and, and now have the company and, now we've we shrunk down to like six stores after we bought her out. We're back. We're at forty two now. And wow, crazy, oh, that, that's crazy so stuff. many stores. I, know. I was yeah. like, whoa! Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. No, it's and then my wife obviously has been my you know the big change for me. But I won't I won't dig into that too deep. I'm sure it's obvious for most people that have met her. But, Can but she puts up with a lot. Like every. <laughs> She's yeah, she puts up with a lot. So can we rewind a second? How did you, cause I want to come back to Amber. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we're like huge fangirls of Amber. Obviously. Oh yeah. Her fan club for sure. Um, go back to Janet. How did you even start working for her? I mean, what inspired you to even go get a job with her? So amazingly, I met Amber at Spazia back in the day, the good Spazia that I, did you ever get to go to Spazia when it was on Western and 26? I didn't, but that's where John, is that but where your my family, husband, yeah, yes. they lived there. Yes. I would see, yeah. <laughs> Yes. And John worked there too. My yeah. husband. Oh yeah. We used yes. to, we used to click on John's feet uh, when I was, because he, he has one speed. Do you know, he's just, some human beings have one speed and I admire that about, I, my, I'm flying off the wall. Crazy, right? When things are crazy, I cr I'm crazy. John is just boom, yep. just one speed. Yeah. So I remember Justin Aww, and I would click on his feet to try to, but anyway, um, I love it. And I remember Steve too. And I've always, Steve is one of the most admirable people, the way he treats people and shakes their hand and remembers their name is, is, and yes. for a man who's, you know, uh, recognized as, as, uh, you know, wealthy and maybe elite by, you know, when you live in the smaller communities and, and obviously in the larger ones, as we look at just kind of the, the media and how we talk about people with money, but you would never know that Steve is anything but just a human being. Like he, when he walks into a room, he's just a guy. Yeah, and I've always admired that about him. But at my last day there, I just want to say, he showed up. Um, you know, they knew it was my last day. Most customers, I was talking about, I was moving to Denver because it was an idiot. You know, <laughs> running away from Amber for a minute. No, aren't we all oh, at times in our lives? All of us. Yeah, Some of us more I than others. Met, I, knew, I met you in Denver when I lived there that time. One time at a bar with with John. That's right. We're downtown, Where uh, we maybe at Fado's or somewhere. I don't know. Yes. Aww. But he. Baby Tracy so and baby John. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. John's just <laughs> puffing a cigar. And, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, why is she with him? <laughs> uh, oh my love gosh, you, John. So dang. We, we love you, John. Love John. We love you. Trust me, John. Oh everyone God. asks Amber the same thing. But, uh, <laughs> She, she, uh, oh, he walks in oh he just walks God. in. He's so funny. And he's in the bar and he's just standing there watching this television. And eventually I walk up, I'm like, can, can I get you something, buddy? And he's like, well, I just want to stop by. I knew it was your last night. And he gives me this card mm. with a hundred dollar bill in it. This is Steve Kirby. Quick note. Yeah. Right? This is Steve Kirby. Okay. Yes. Left didn't get food or anything or beer. I just, that, that just, those are, those are, those are training moments for people like me. And Steve mm. doesn't probably realize that. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's leadership, you know, leadership, is sometimes incidental, which can go the other way too, right? We can yes. learn really bad things from people incidentally too. They just, it's hard to see as a human being, how you affect people, how many people listen and watch you. You learn it in sometimes 
the wrong way with your kids when they repeat something that you've done or yes. said and you're like, Oh my gosh. Of course. Yes. But it's just amazing because that stuff rubs off and you Miles Beacon was another one too. He used to yes. come in and he's just so generous and kind and, you know, unassuming. Right. Um so that act from Steve, though, took root in your heart as a young oh, man and set the tone now for if um, I'm going to put you on blast for some really beautiful, generous things that you I do today. That. And also quiet things that I'm sure nobody even knows that you and Amber do. But what a yes. beautiful, I love how you said the word training moment. Yeah. That is really amazing. And yeah. Beautiful I, I, legacy. I was at Ode one day with Corey Vansicle and this, we, this gal that waits tables there, she's really sweet. And yeah, we go there quite a bit and she's, you know, I'm going to Europe tomorrow. This is my last day for like a month, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny. I paid and I, I gave her a hundred bucks and I wrote her this little note and Corey's like, that was so cool. I'm like, told him a story about Steve Kirby. So if incidentally the, the pay, the pay it forward that Steve pay created in that moment is pretty, pretty cool stuff. That's really cool. So sticking with that same environment, Janet was also a frequent customer in Spazia. She cut Amber's mom's hair. So she loved me cause I was dating Amber at the time. She probably on and off loved me based on, you know, how cool <laughs> I was to Amber. But she, you know, Amber hates when I say this because it, we, it was hard to work together. It was maturity level. Don't know if men ever fully mature, but I think it takes, you know, in, into the thirties of a man to really kind of, you know, get comfortable with certain sure. aspects of maturity and sure. what that means. And how old were you when you were working at Spazia at this well, time? So we're five years apart, four and a half years apart. So, um, but when I started with Janet, I think I, I mean, it's been 16 years. I was 20, I think it was 27. So it's been okay. 17 years. Well, wow. so you're still in your twenties. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so then she came in. She, yeah. And a couple of times she would, well, actually it, this is another thing that I think I've just now started to tell people what she actually wanted Amber to work for. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> yeah. Plot twist. I, I don't even know if Amber and I talk about that. Or, or now Janet, the world or, knows. Yeah. Yes, now the world will I'm sure, know. I'm sure Janet is, has probably given me grief about that in a funny way or, or told other people. But yeah, Andrew was her first choice. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? This is what I love. I love how much you love your wife. That oh, you are like best. so yes. <laughs> overjoyed to like share this on the exactly. podcast. You're like, you know what? Yes. I'm not insecure. Yes. She wanted Amber first. She was the first choice. I oh, love it. I mean, so, so Amber, not her journey. Yes. And Amber, then, Amber said no. And Rory's waiting in the wings. Yeah. He's like, I'll do it. <laughs> and she, well, and Janet's, you know, she, she would tell me that I would make a hundred thousand dollars my first year. And at that Whoa, age, you I'll know, that's can, a, I, that's can I make a time money. machine? And, yeah. <laughs> and I did, I didn't believe wow. her, but wow. you know, the timing was amazing. You know, I mean, cell phones, I didn't even have one at the time. We were selling bag phones. Eventually when number portability started, which was a few years after I started working for, when people could take their number from another carrier and bring it over. Oh, so if you remember, yeah. you couldn't do that for a long that's time. That's right. They, yes. owned, they owned your MDN. So when that happened, oh my gosh. And she had the largest store in the country that wasn't a corporate location for Verizon. Think about that. Oh Janet Ining, little gal from Here in Sioux Falls, Falls, South Dakota. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Artesian, actually, which is like the Mitchell area. But Oh, that's, she, that's where she was. Oh my goodness. That's where she's from. But Okay. Okay, this is a wild story. I yeah. didn't know any of this. Yeah. Goodness. So the Spazia connection in my life, though, has been pretty amazing. I mean, if I look at even like, you know, adults that might know me, it's from Spazia. You know, it was a really good reputation scrubber. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I, it's when I joined the Minnehaha, I, you know, imposter syndrome is, is a real big issue for me in a lot of different ways, even at home, sometimes as a father or a husband. Right. And when I joined Minnehaha, it was funny. There was one member in particular who asked how I was a member. 
Um, what's their name? No. Tracy and I are going for him. <laughs> what, what, what's funny is I'm friends with that person now too. Mm. And, and, but, the, but you know, I just, I grew up as the naughty druggy, you know, mm. bad kid. And you know, that stuff we just talked about earlier, how your community, there's pros and cons to growing up in a place and, and, and remaining in that place. Yeah, sure. Um, for me, there's vindication sometimes in terms of, you know, you know, in a sense of just being a better person. So the people that knew me as, you know, not the nicest person can now hopefully encounter me and see, Oh, you know, yes, this guy's changed in right. a good way. Right. Um, not yeah. in a pedestal perspective. Right. But just like, you're not who I remember. And I, and I, have, I can't tell you how many younger people I've heard this from people that I went to high school with, uh, that I will talk to now. And, and I, that I never, I never, uh, I never hold a grudge to that comment. In fact, it's, it's, it's a very, it's the best compliment I can give from people that I grew up with. You know, it's not, it's not anything about my job or anything else. It's just like, you know, you're a better human being than you used to be. And I'm always mm, wow. a little appreciative of that comment yes. in particular, but. Okay. On that note, Rory, for people, what kind of advice would you have? Cause I love what you just said for people that are looking to change their life. Kind of what you said of like being a quote unquote better human or just improving themselves. How, how did you do it? What, I mean, you gave us some three pivotal moments. But what would you say, and I know you probably mentor people too on this, but what's your biggest piece of advice? Well, I haven't really done much yet, but okay. I'm in the process of doing things, right? Okay. Um, and I screw up pretty much every day, but... Uh, so do we. I, we all do. <laughs> I think surrender is a really good term, whether mm. it's, you know, you have to have religion. Um, you, you've got to believe in something greater than yourself. Um, you know, surrendering to my spouse, mm. you know, getting to that point where... You know, I, the, you know, I, I feel like men in particular and generalizations are always kind of a, um, an issue, but, um, our idea of freedom as a young person is really skewed, you know, and I think surrendering to the idea of, you know, yeah, I almost, I don't know a wife that doesn't want her husband just to be a better person. Right. Mm -hmm. And giving up those things that really are meaningless uh, and which are super difficult. And I'm not saying I've given up all those meaningless things, you know, right. the, the binging and the, all of the partying stuff is really difficult. Um, but th those that when, so just surrendering to my wife and, 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 you know, giving, giving her more of what she asks for and surrendering to, you know, uh, I, I'm a Catholic. I grew up Catholic. I've, I've floated away from that. Um, you know, cause I, d I didn't want to have the structure and the guilt of doing the wrong things that I wanted to do. Right. That's why, I mean, I don't care who you are. Atheists uh, don't want the structure of rules, Sure. which is sure. false freedom, right? We actually have more freedom within a set of rules, specific uh, rules. Yes. Um, uh, there's a really cool study. I cite this at work for, for, um, employees. If we get close, uh, after people get back from rapport, uh, there's a study done. I, th I think it was in Norway, if I remember correctly, but they, they, what they did is they took two different schools. They built a fence around one of the playgrounds and they did not on the other. And what they found inherently with the vast majority of kids, 82% of the kids in, at the school with no fence in the playground played on about 20% of the playground close to the school. 100% of the kids with a fence around the playground played on 100% of the playground. Wow. Those kids felt more freedom and more security knowing exactly where they could be and couldn't huh. be. That's so and good. It might seem trivial. To, I mean, I can only imagine certain individuals that want to argue about this example, but it's so true. And I think when you take, you know, uh, religion specifically and you look at, you know, it, 
and it's not hypocritical to be in a church and then go out and fall on your face. And that's the, that's what we end up because it's like, well, you don't, you're not always this or that. No, that's why I go to church. Yeah. Oh, amen, I, Rory. Yeah, that's so good. Yes. How are we supposed to even recognize <laughs> or, 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 you know, reconcile with those decisions that are so selfish. Yeah. And oh, that's so good. Um, I, that to me, you can't, you can't become a better human being until, you know, you, you have a spouse that makes you that and, and a religion that helps you with that. And then obviously community is really important, but if and you can break that down into your choice of friends or choice of group. And I think we were just discussing that before we got on here too, yes. but I've, I've been fortunate to, you know, meet lots of really, really good people, but we live in such a unique environment. Like if we lived in New York, it'd be super difficult to find that right group of people. I would, I would assume maybe not. Um, but here I feel like, you know, we're inundated with really good human beings, but we're also inundated with churches and, you know, uh, uh, pastors that are really dynamic. Very like cool. I said, all of them have dynamic pastors and priests. We yes. have father Paul Rutten at St. Mary's who's I mean, I mean, my wife converted. Oh my gosh, you want to get me emotional? Because when you get, I think when you get married, you know, there's the big moments are unrecognizable to you, right? Like, and we do weddings so wrong in our culture. By the way, we we blow up this huge party and and put people on a literally on a pedestal that they crash down from the morning they wake up from their wedding. But we we, we never really give we we don't give them the right you know recipes for all of the all of the meals that are going to feed them well. And one one of them is you know. A, a religious community that, that they belong to. But when my wife converted this summer to Catholicism and it was mostly because of father Paul and partly because, you know, of my choices to, you know, a, a, a attempt to be a better, um, you know, Christian and Catholic, but it was super emotional. Wow. It was really cool. We had a family of five that converted together or six actually. And the first, the first one, they went before us. Um, the first one that's, you know, baptized, I mean, it, my wife and I just immediately just started bawling and it just, because it was so cool. So cool. And so, um, but yeah, I, I think those things are super important. This community, again, I, I think there's so many good people here because most of them believe in, you know, that they're, they're just a, a small piece of the puzzle and that they, you know, being a good person matters. There's, this is the shortest version of who we are. You know, we have eternity waiting for us. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so good. So, Even I'm getting teared up over me here. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. I'm a, I'm a wuss. Oh I'm my gosh. Just the idea of you and Amber up there just getting baptized. Did oh, she get baptized? Yeah. It was, oh. It's so cool. Oh my goodness. I just, uh, so many words keep coming to mind too, Rory. I mean, I feel like authenticity is the first word that comes to mind when I think about you, but also empathy, compassion, humility. You're a safe person. You're not scared away by people's stories. You're like, no, no let's get yes. down on the truth and let's figure it out. And then let's like do good work yeah. together in the community for each other. And I, I love the way you walk alongside people and you lift them up. I feel like um, that's your attitude in business. That's your attitude personally. And it's just, it, it really is a beautiful inspiration. And absolutely, we're so grateful that you came that's and awesome. shared a little Thank bit you. of that wisdom this morning. Yes. It's so important. I also love how community has kind of been like a full circle for you. Yeah. Just those yeah. teachers showing up for you. I didn't know that story. And yeah. I just, I'm like, whoever those teachers are, like, know. God bless them. I you know. know? And, and there were seniors in high school too. And how, you know, the, yeah, there's, I, those are the regrettable moment is, you know, not appreciating any of them at the time. And mm. just, you know, just my mental state 
But you, but you're a kid. You're a literal child. <laughs> you're a literal Rory. child. Yeah, there's there's certain things that plague all human beings, right? Like loving yourself is is something that is so difficult, and there is not a person that doesn't struggle with that. And it's it's the, really the plague that 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 all of us face. And the other thing that seems to kind of follow suit with that is recognizing moments when they happen, and it's just it's always after the fact. We're like, oh man, you know. Uh, that led me here and I didn't appreciate the moment at the time, even moments that are really super painful. Right. Um, and I think, yeah, I think COVID was a good reminder for almost every, we kind of, that's the first time in my life that, you know, every person's gone through the same thing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how differently people reacted. Right. Yes. These people divorced. <laughs> These people cared more about who wore a mask and who didn't. These people did this or that. My wife and I chose to, and I'm, this is not a braggadocious thing. This is just something in our house. Like we just doubled down on how can we be better? I mean, what if this is, what if, what if this is the end? What if, what if things are crumbling? Like, well, how do we, how do we live this out? Like this short period of time in the right way. Like, again, we like working out together. We, you know, going to lunch together, breakfast together mm. more often, yeah. having sober moments together. You know, I think all of us go on dates with our spouses and we drink wine and hang out, which is fantastic. Yeah. Sure. But the sober moments are great too. When we go to lunch and Amber, <laughs> she brings her planner, which is just, it's like, then I got to talk to her about all this, you know, what, <laughs> here's the stuff going on. And with things that men don't want to talk about or hate talking about right. and would, you know, avoid making time for, and she gets that time and, I appreciate that more in terms of, oh my gosh, like all the work she does with just these simple things. Organizing life, yeah. getting it all together. Oh and I feel like yes. you treat her like your girlfriend, which I mean, that <laughs> I the, like that. the best way. You guys are so cute. I and I just, that. it's a delight. It's a delight. Oh, I think, I think I do that because, you know, there's moments that have been tragic in our relationship and things I've done. And I think, you know, just the second opportunity for me is to, to kind of always treat her like somebody I'm wooing still, you know? So beautiful. Well, no, I'm crying over here. So great. <laughs> Rory, my goodness. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. We don't want to stop talking to you, but okay. <laughs> let's keep going. We're going to have to part two. Um, but one of the ways we wrap up our show yeah. is we just talk about something that we're loving. Um, it could be a quote. It could be, um, it could be anything product. Um, yeah, it's funny. You, you, uh, I was thinking about this quite a bit, something we're loving. I mean, from, I'm so, uh, you know, front and center for Amber and I right now is Anna becoming a partner of ours. And she, uh, she's been with us for 10 years. My wife calls her my work wife. <laughs> um, I've, I've been able to watch Anna grow. Um, and just our relationship, what she's dealt with, she's dealt with, you know, as much of the negativity of my personality as my wife has or anyone else. I mean, like pretty awful moments. And when we were failing, you know, early on in our company, it was, you know, she is a very kind and uh, generous person. She's very loyal and loyal people tend to be the ones that we punch the hardest, right? Cause they're going to stay, uh, Yeah. you know, it's, it's like the, the, the person that abuses their dog. And, um, I think, I'm not obviously relating her to an animal, by the way. <laughs> we know, but the loyalty, we, the we totally loyalty, get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she actually quit. She quit. She was going to go to Midco. And that was really, that was a huge turning point for me. And I was just being awful. And I remember I went home and I, you know, I'd really, I'd kind of convinced my wife too, that I was right. Of course. And my wife probably to some degree knew that, you know, I was culpable, but she's again, this is another very supportive and loyal human being. And, 
you know, just, I think just trying to be there. I just woke up one night at like two in the morning. I wrote this letter to Anna, gave her a raise and, you know, just told her I was sorry. And she stayed. This wow. is probably like five years ago. Um, and I think the humility of that going through Gosh. that process that helped me a ton too. Like, yeah. I, you know, I feel like, and I think she would tell you the same. I became a different person after that. Not that I still don't make these, you know, I can, I can be a, a tough guy to deal with at times, but having her telling her that she's going to be part of our company long-term as an owner and giving her the, the respect of that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not, I didn't give it to her because she put up with me, right? There's nothing she doesn't do, but the human side of her is irreplaceable. Like mm. how she treats people, the, the way that other people look at her. Speaking of building a time machine, if we could go back in time to the night before you wrote that letter and said to Anna, you think you're quitting, but when you wake up, there's going to be a letter with a raise and five years from now, you're going to be a partner. She'd be like, no. I mean, what? I mean, isn't that incredible? That is really cool. What a great story. And it's probably the only, I think it's it's for surely the first time I ever cried in front of her, you know, giving her this letter. And it's the first time I think she had ever seen me, you know, not be, you know, her, her boss. Yeah. Right. And since then, there's moments that I might become her boss and or, or get, you know, impatient, just, you know, mistreat kind of her position and who she is. But in general, I don't. I, in fact, when she calls me, she'll always say, I know you don't like me to ask you these questions. And it's because she already I don't she doesn't need to. Right. But right. and we always laugh about that. She also, you know, is just one of those people that needs to talk through things. And, and I, I, what's ironic is my wife is the same way. So. Anyway, I love it. So you are loving the fact that she is going to be this owner and that it's just fun to see. And yeah. she's a remarkable human. Yes. I, I would want my boss to talk about me the way that you talk about her. Oh, can you right? imagine? No, yeah. like just the utmost of compliments that you just gave her. Yeah. I want to know her now. I do too. <laughs> and when you do, when you do, you'll get it within yeah. minutes and she's, oh, yeah. I can't wait. We're going to friend amazing. her on Instagram after this recording. <laughs> <laughs> we need her last name <laughs> or her handle. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I That's love it. so good. Well, um, I, okay. I don't want to follow that, Tracy. So will you please uh, okay. go with what you're loving? Mine is super amazing. trivial. It's another book. Oh, yay. Oh, me too. Okay, go. <laughs> um, it's called The Attributes of God. It's an oldie but goodie. Um, me and a girlfriend have been going through it. And who, who wrote that? Is it Tozer? Tozer. Tozer. A.W. Tozer, I believe. I'm going to quickly fact check. Uh, yes, the Attributes of me. God. The Attributes of God. And it is, it's a... It's a rich read, very, like I have to go through it really slow, but it's such a beautiful read. You guys, I recommend it just to know again, just kind of immersing yourself in who is God, his characters and how his characteristics rather. And how does that apply to, apply to me? So good. So, so good. It was written a long time ago too. Yes. It is A.W. Tozer. A.W. Oh, Tozer. I love that. Who also did the knowledge of the holy, which is also oh, an old really good goodie. Yes. To overuse an expression. Okay. So sorry. Okay, Rach, we're throwing it to you. What you Man, got? you guys, those were so good. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take us a little bit. Are you calling? Uh, is this a lifeline call? It is, yeah. Hi, honey. Okay. What's, yeah. What are we loving? She's hey, finding a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Okay, guys, I have a book and I feel so bad because you guys just share these beautiful, uplifting stories. And my book is literally called Empire of Pain, which oh. feels dark. Um, it's <laughs> a little bit. So, <laughs> It's a book about marriage, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, that's good. Oh my gosh, you guys, you guys, it's it's a bit off brand. It's true. Empire, Empire, I can't get through it without laughing. Empire of Pain: The Secret Dynasty. I'm sorry, The Secret History of the Sackler Dynasty. It's written by Patrick Redden Keefe. 
and it's about the the Sackler family and they're a family that sort of has been at the center of the storm over the opioid crisis yeah. Rory is oh. not I, I know exactly who they are yeah yes. I don't know who that is okay. and it's sort of a multi-generations of physicians and they were sort of among the first people that also were selling pharmaceuticals and how they targeted doctors uh, to basically wow. partner with them and how I mean I don't <laughs> spoiler alert does not end well Rory feel free to weigh in well I think the disgusting aspect of and, and it, it's similar to the the um, um, tobacco industry uh, mm. uh, uh, way worse but similar in terms of just how many people were on board with this you know, drug peddling. Okay, you guys, we want to honor your time. I know you got to hit the golf course, Rory. We've got to go <laughs> get our kids. Thanks, ladies. Back to Empire of Pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to sell lots of copies today. Yeah. Rory, thank you so much for coming on. This was a freaking blast. Yeah, we love you, Rory. So fun. fun, and yeah. I there's so many nuggets of wisdom. So yeah. thank you. Reach out yes. to Sandy too. Oh yeah, we'll Sandy. do. Janet we'll Ining, Anna. <laughs> We've got a list. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank okay, you, Rory. We love you, Rory. Love you, ladies. <laughs> Yay. You guys, thank you so much for joining us today and taking time out of your day to listen to this interview. If you love what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can download all of our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. You can also find all of the episodes on our website at www.isitnotlovely.com. We are also on Instagram, and our handle there is Is It Not Lovely Podcast. And special thanks also to Open Space for hosting us for our recording sessions. You can find information about their beautiful venue at openspaceforrent.com. 